Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. If you remember last year around this time, we had the amazing, and if you could not guess it because the answer was behind me the whole time, we're having our annual four for seven And let me tell y'all something. We have some amazing servants here at the Gap Church that are about to bring you guys a ridiculous, magnificent, weighty, oily, edge-breaking, back-breaking, limping word. (laughs) And the topic today, guys, is a very simple topic. Of course, when we do this, we reflect on on the year before. And it's very simple. In 2021, I put God first by blank. And we have some amazing sermons that are going to fill in the blank today. So let me not waste any more time. I'm going to bring up our first person. Here's the introduction. Everybody, make some noise for Agosa Uyi Ahamba. What's up, what's up, y'all? don't know, my name is Egosa Osayande Uyi Ohomba, and I am one of the faithful, well, trying to be faithful servants at the Gap Church. So before we get started, I'm going to pray us in real quick. Father God, I just pray that you be with me, speak through me, even though this is my story is not about me, it is not about you. So I just pray, God, that you receive all the glory um, through my speaking in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. So today I'll be talking about how I put God first by walking in accountability and self-responsibility. So yes, we've all heard of what accountability is, but for those of us who don't know, self-responsibility is taking responsibility for aspects of our life that we that are within our control. Again, self-responsibility, taking responsibility for aspects of our life that are within our control. And so um, one thing about life is that everything is a domino effect. Um, It's like one aspect of your life is good. Usually other parts of your life will be good. And if one part of your life is bad, other parts are bad. And for example, I guess for me, uh, mental health. That's a very good example. That's um, an example that all of us can all relate to. Um, I guess, backstory about me. Uh, back in beginning of 2017, I went through um, a really strong bout of depression. And um, with that, um, not only was my mental state trash, but because I was always sad and emotional and just going through it, my fitness life took a toll. And when my fitness life took a toll, um, just everything just started crashing down. Uh, Spiritual life took a toll as well, too, because I didn't have it in me to get up and really worship God, get up and really spend time with God when I just felt like my life life was complete trash. And so um, that is why maintenance is key. That is one thing I have really understood this year is that maintenance is key. Um, If you are maintaining your walk with Christ, if you are maintaining your mental state of mind, um, everything just kind of just keeps going. And for example, you can use a car. If you maintain a car, it's going to keep going. You don't just get a car um, and you just put oil in it once and it's going to last you 10 years. You always had to maintain um, the car. And so um, without maintenance, we give room for procrastination and laziness. Without maintenance, we give room for procrastination and laziness. And that is one thing that I have struggled a lot, a lot, a lot in just growing up. And 2021 was the year I tried to tackle it. Um, 
And even we see in Scripture in Proverbs 18, verse 9, it says a lazy person is as bad as someone who destroys things. And um, with me, one thing that God has revealed to me about laziness and procrastination is that um, 2020 was a year about excuses. 2020 was a year we can blame everything on COVID. Oh, I lost my job because of COVID. Oh, I didn't do this because of COVID. I didn't reach this school because of COVID. Oh, I didn't work out and lose X amount of weight because of COVID. But 2021 was a year, um, I feel like, of opportunity because even me, for example, I've been looking through the 2021 Instagram reels, and I've been seeing that even in 2021, people traveled more than they ever traveled before. People have earned more money than they've ever ever earned before. People have graduated with multiple degrees. And so even though, yes, we are going through a pandemic, um, the beautiful thing is that God still gives us opportunity in the midst of darkness. God still reaches down for us, and he gives us opportunity to grow. He gives us opportunity to um, reach our goals and to fulfill the plan and purpose that he has for us. And so um, by walking in accountability and self-responsibility, I stopped blaming the enemy for my problems that were either my fault or I was able to change. Let me say that again because that is a very important thing that we all as believers and non-believers struggle with. By walking in accountability and self-responsibility, I stopped blaming the enemy for my problems that were either my fault or the or had the ability to change. And um, I was really able to learn this because in Romans chapter 7, Paul talks about the relationship of following the commandment, following what scripture says and sin. And he makes it personal and talks about how he used to blame the devil of, oh, I'm going through this obstacle in my life, or oh, I'm struggling with this sin because of the devil, because of the devil, because of the devil. And after some reflection, after just spending time with God, he realized that, we as believers, we really have a lot more authority than we believe. We give the devil, we give the enemy more credit than he actually deserves. And that as believers, God has given us the authority. He has given us the opportunity of free will to make our own choices. And um, by understanding that a lot of the obstacles that are going on in my life, I have a say in it, whether it's because I am lazy or whether because I'm struggling with procrastination, it really opened my eyes to understand that... Um, we are gods. The word says that we are many gods, and it really opened my eyes to understand that by doing this, I was able to not just let the plans the Lord had for me just be plans, but I was able to turn them into actions and actually um, make them come into fruition. And so, for example, even me now, um, if you know my story, you know um, me and school have been, we've been on a rocky path, um, and I'm not even going to lie this is something that I actually learned very recently or that God has revealed to me very recently. I am a person with excuses. Um, if I don't want to do something, I will find a reason for it to not work, and I will make it a good excuse to where it will make sense. And one thing that God has revealed to me is that um, just by doing this, um, by making excuses um, and by being my own obstacle, I'm really just pushing back, and I'm the one that is kind of putting a stop and putting a pause on my own destiny. And by understanding that I have the authority, by understanding that God has given me the tools and equipment to um, just follow the plans that I have and to reach my goals, uh, my goals no longer um, are just plans, but the plans now come into fruition and they're actually like, I'm actively walking them. I'm actively, the dreams are now becoming reality. And um, my plans turn from I hope to I am and I did. And so not only um, has this helped me um, 
really put forth the plans that I have, but it also has helped me understand that um, how I am with my relationship with God is how I am going to be with people. When I was able to stop blaming everything on the devil, I was able to become very honest in my walk with Christ. I was able to not hold back. I was able to be genuine and pure in my walk and in my journey and in my time with Christ. And one thing about relationships is that our relationship with Christ is going to be how they are in person. So if you are very honest, if you're very genuine in your walk with Christ, you are going to have very honest and genuine relationships. If you are walking in accountability with your walk with Christ, you are going to have accountability in your relationship with people. But if you are a very mean person, if you are not a very good friend, if you are not um, a person that likes to spend time with their friends or check in with their friends, you are most likely not spending time. You're most likely not going back to God whenever it comes back to um, very important decisions. And so that is what I learned in 2021. Thank you. Y'all better make some noise for Abby, a motorist. Woo! Hi, everyone. Good morning, good morning, good morning. So today, I'll be talking about what happened in 2021. In 2021, I put God first by choosing to trust him. In Proverbs 3, verse um, 5 to 6, it says, Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all of your heart and do not rely on your own understanding or your insights in all your ways, in every single thing. Acknowledge him and recognize him. And in 2021, I had to learn that it was very important for me to learn that I recognize and acknowledge God in every single decision I was, I was making. So I learned that trust leads to greater dependency. Whenever we find ourselves not really um, trusting in, on God or leaning on him, it means that we trust ourselves more. We think that we have the solutions to those things. So in 2021, I understood that it was important for me to be able to depend more on God and trust him better. Knowing that, you know what? I know that God can do it, but I know that he's also going to do that. He can and he will do it on behalf of me. And being able to understand that when I read things in scripture, that I know, okay, he did it for Abraham. He did it for this friend of mine. I know what God is also still going to be able to come through for me. So through all of that process of learning that I need to trust God and be more dependent on him, I had to learn more about submission. So submitting my expectations, my dreams, submitting my comfort zone, submitting the things that, you know, I was like, God, I'm really comfortable with this. I don't want to let it go. But learning that, you know what, for me to be able to depend more on him, I have to let go of the things that I was clinging and holding on to. So having to learn that, you know, I have to step out in faith, having to learn that, you know what, I don't understand everything that's happening here. I actually don't know A through Z. And for those who have type A personalities, you really want to know every single thing. But learning that, you know what, I'm going to just trust him in the unknown. I'm going to step out in faith and do what he's calling me to do in this very season. And one of the ways I had to learn that I need to be able to trust God was being able to qualify my trust with the right demonstration. Being able to understand, like, if I say I trust God, this is what it actually means. This is what, how I can actually live it out. And one of my favorite people in the, in the Bible is Abraham. In, we call him the father of faith, but one of the things that we have to understand that every single step of the way, whenever we hear that Abraham had faith or he trusted God, he always had to qualify that trust. He always had to, um, when he had to sacrifice Isaac, give the thing that he loved the most. That way he could say, you know what, God, this is what you asked me for. And because you asked for this, I'm going to give it to you because I trust you 100%. So 
ways that I sought God to qualify my trust in 2021, one of them being in diligent obedience. Um, trust requires being obedient without understanding, like I said before. A lot of times we hear, God, please move this mountain for me, move this mountain for me. And I heard this thing that whenever we ask God to move a mountain, we have to be ready to have a shovel in hand. So it's important that we need to learn that, you know what, if we are trusting God for certain things, that we have to be diligently obeying his different instructions. He tells you to do this, he tells you to do that. One of the things that God told me to do in um, 2021 was join the prayer, prayer department at the Gap Church. And I was like, God, I don't know. I know I love to, I know we all love to pray and we say we want to pray, but that was what an instruction that God gave to me. I was like, you know what, I really want you to join the prayer department. And I joined, I was like, you know what, I'm going to be obedient without understanding what this really, really means or where this is going to go to. And in James, we hear that faith without works is dead. So being able to put our faith into action, when we say we trust God, actually act it out. And the second thing is also being able to prepare in the process. Prepare in the process. Prepare in the process. In the process of trusting God, we're waiting on certain things from him. But we need to understand that we need to be able to prepare. We need to be able to understand like, okay, hey, I'm being obedient, but doing those things repetitively, doing those things over and over again so that we're able to know that, hey, I'm actually still qualifying my trust, like I said before. So we need to learn to become a student of the process. We always love when we see things on Instagram. It looks perfect. It looks done. It, it looks completely great. It looks beautiful. But people always rush to become a master of something, but you need to learn how to be a student of the process. So what my process looked like for me in 2021 was studying, doing the things that I didn't really want to do. I had to invest in myself. I had to be able to say, you know what, these are my goals in 2021. I wanted to read this, this books, and I had to be very diligent in making sure that I actually obey what God said and also being able to prepare as I was going through the process. Um, the process looks like gift development, serving, being honorable to the people around you and really being able to cherish the relationships that you have around you. And the last thing, the third thing is having, um, the third thing that helps qualify our trust is heartfelt prayer. When we are able to really go before God with our heart desires, really go before him and say, you know what, God, this is what I desire. This is what I want. But you know what? Strip me of everything and just let me become more like you. Where you're able to know what you know what? I am super, I am, I'm, even though I am a Christian and I trust God, but there is still so much humanity in me that I need to learn how to connect with him as, I, as I'm able to um, become more like him. We've been to ask a lot of things. I want to magnify you, purify my intentions. That way that we're able to really dig deep into what's within us and we can become closer to him. So when we are trusting God, we have to have a heartfelt prayer. So the prayer that actually touches your heart, the prayer that actually changes you from the inside out, and that prayer that ha actually... And those kind of prayers that change from the inside out, we were able to see a turnaround in not just the answers to our prayers, because those are good and those are great, but individually we become a different person. Individually, because our minds are not set on the things above, we're able to now see God and communicate with him in a different way and then trust in him. Um, when God asked Abraham to sacrifice his son, we, we look at what God was asking him to do. But one thing that Abraham had to do was like, you know what, God, this is going to be my heart's response. So heartfelt prayer is like, God, what is, begin to ask ourselves, like, what is that thing in my heart that I need to be able to respond to when God asks me for something? And being able to know, you know what, if I say I trust God, I really trust him, then my heart has to be able to respond in that. So not just looking at what God is asking you for, but looking at what is the state of my heart. Um, so although I started out 2021 with a bunch of things that I wanted to do, I was like, God, I, I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to do that. I had to learn that, you know what, I need to choose to trust God. 
and I had to be able to qualify my trust level by making sure that one, I was being obedient, two, I was also being able to prepare in the process, and three, having that heartfelt prayer. Like I said before, I joined the prayer department, and I was able to learn that, you know what, prayer is not just about me asking for certain things, but who I am in that process. Um, so this is what I was able to choose, um, put God first in by trusting him in 2021. Thank you. Let's just go ahead and y'all already know, make some noise for Anu Akinsonya. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Wow, I'm so excited to be here. And I just want to thank the GAP leaders for this wonderful opportunity, you know, to just drop a word for you guys for the start of the year. So our topic that we were giving is uh, in the year 2021, I put God first by dot, dot, dot. So for me, it's I put God first by putting him in the center. I think most times, like at the beginning of the year when we're, uh, you know, crossing over and everybody's thinking and, you know, praying and all those things. When we first got the word putting God first, for me, I just thought about it for a second. And I took a step back like, oh, what does that mean, actually? I think for a lot of people, when they talk about putting God first, they think about putting God in the big things. But it's also putting God in the little things as well, even in the minute de details, because you don't know what it is. Just one thing you say or one thing you do can just change the course of your life forever. So sometimes as Christians, we jump into the conclusion that, you know, oh, I only need to put God in the big, th in the big things. I don't need to put him in the little things or the things that can affect my life. But I just want us this morning, you know, to shift your focus from putting God in the big things, but also putting him in the tiny details of your life. So for me, some of the things I learned in putting him at the center was, one, I put God at the center of my choices and my decisions. And in this, I realized that intentionality is the key in putting God first. And you can see that in the book of uh, Proverbs 16, verses 1. It says, a man's, a man's mind plans his way as he journeys through life, but the Lord directs his steps and establishes them. That is what God does. He establishes your plan. You can say one thing, but if God's will is the other, it's what God wants to happen. That's what's going to happen. So um, in my choices is asking God, like, God, what do you want me to do? When I want to take a decision is asking God, oh, is this the way for me to walk? Am I going to go right? Am I going to go left? What way do you want me to follow through it? And when you, when you have that thought process in your mind, it becomes easier for you to move through life. Why? Because it means that you're walking with God and God is at the center of everything that you do. And also, um, you know, you also ask God like, oh, what is the right path for me to take? The moment you start thinking in that, in that direction, you begin to give God the driver's seat. Every time I pray and I'm praying for myself, I always say to God, God, I'm a passenger. This is your vehicle and you're in the driver's seat. Wherever you want to go, that's where I'm going to. Not, none, of, none of the choices that I make, any of the choices I make should not be outside of you. Um, and something else that in putting God at the center was I put God at the center of my service. Whew. This year in the Gap Church, I want to tell you, I think this is the year that I served like no other before. Um, when I think back about the year and mostly I look at Power Night and I remember uh, on the prayer team, in the worship team, we fasted for 40 days. And that was very interesting to me because we were praying every day for that period of time 
or for most of the days of that period of time. And that, that was such a tasking challenge to me. But understanding that your service is key in connection with God. Because when you're serving God, it becomes easier for you to connect with him. Why? Because you shift from a place of your wants and your need into what into God. What do you want or what do you need from me? That is the meaning of service. That is what service is. What are you pouring out onto God? Because God does not need your money. He doesn't need anything from you, but it's your own choice and your decision to ask God, God, what can I give back to you? And the best gift that you can give back to God always, always will forever be your service. And service doesn't just have to be just to God, even to your community, to those around you. What are you giving to your neighbor? What words are you speaking into the air? What are you saying to the people around you? Are you someone that encourages them or are you someone that talks down on them? What is your service to the people around you? So that is something that, you know, we should carry God in our service. Our service should be the peak of how we want God to perceive us and what we want to give back to God. And finally, um, the last thing I learned also from putting God first is seeing his hand in all things. And I think that a lot of people can say that this year is because like, you know, when you go through difficult storms or whatever it is that you face in life, you know, it's hard for you to see his hand in a lot of things. But the Bible in Isaiah 41 verses 10 says, do not fear anything for I am with you. Do not be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured I will help you. That is God's promise to you. He says, I will help you. And then he also says, I will certainly take hold of you. With my righteous hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, and of salvation. Those things are what you need to know. That the just hand of God is on you. The power of the Lord is working through you. The victory of the Lord is for you. And his salvation has been freely given unto you. And when you have an understanding of what that is, it becomes so much easier to see the hand of God in every and all things that concerns you. Because it doesn't matter what you may face. It doesn't matter both the good things and then both the bad things, seeing his hand is you running back to the word of God. When you don't even see his hand, you can just run back to God's word and you can just say, oh, God, what does your word say? This is what I feel like right now. But what does your word say about this situation I'm in? So I just want you in this year, you know, to, in this year you're stepping into, to not just put God first, but, you know, put him at the center of everything that concerns you. Because he's the one that establishes you. He's the one, you know, that, that brings your plans to fruition. He's the God that's, that's beginning and he's the God that ends. So just put him at the center. You know, someone said, like, look at God like a piece of a pie. And he's the filling in the middle. Meaning that it doesn't matter from what end you take it out of. There is God attached to it. So, you know, in this year, I hope that you will put God at the center of all your decisions, your plans, whatever you do, in your coming out and in your going in. And I love you, and I'm praying for you this year, that the will of God is what will come to pass in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Welcome back, everybody. Can we just make some noise, put some clap emojis in the, in the chat? Bro, <laughs> Jesus, it's like I just as soon as I turned, there was like a weight that just wanted me to just come back. The not wind, much, the wind is much. here. <laughs> the spirit is here, guys. Uh, an amazing word from from all of you. Um, but we're gonna do something different, guys. And um, this is something that we didn't do last year. But we're gonna kind of do like a a round table. And I'm just gonna like you know ask a few questions about you know 
um, what you guys all spoke about. So I'm going to first of all start off with you, Agosa. Okay. Amazing word, by the way. Thank you, thank amazing, you. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And I have a question for you because um, I know there's people that are, that are kind of out there. And even me, I've been in that place where, you know, I tend to say, oh, the devil, the devil, or the enemy, the enemy. But you kind of spoke about the authority as, that we have as, as believers. And the question I kind of have for you is uh, simply, you know, that self-responsibility mindset that you were talking about, like what were the steps you took to kind of like have that uh, perspective change and not only just spiritually get to the point that you know that you have authority, but like take accountability for the, like, the, the trajectory of like your spiritual life in general? Mm-hmm. So with that, um, I think the first step is accountability. And I say this because, um, like, for example, when I was talking about school and career and always making excuses, my dad was one who actually called me out on it. And um, that was kind of the foundation. And it, I mean, not everybody has, you know, a father figure or an older mentor to call them out. Sometimes you have your friends that God is using through you, but... One thing I learned this 2021, y'all too sensitive, man. You have one friend that will call you Sheesh. out. You guys will never be friends again. That is a red flag, and that is the first step in knowing red that flags. it's you, not the devil. <laughs> um, so um, my dad calling me out was probably the foundation because um, that kind of got me thinking. And then once I actually took the active steps and just bettering myself mentally, spiritually, and just as a person, and just taking the steps to be serious. Like I said before, I struggle with laziness and procrastination. So when I actually took active steps personally and taking care of that, I realized, like, dang, all the stuff that I've done to change has been stuff that I've done. And none of it required taking the devil out. None of it required the, you know, casting out the devil. And I realized, okay, maybe it's actually me and not the enemy because, that me hasn't done anything, and my life has changed. So who who's the real cor- culprit in the situation? And so once I was able to do that and actually keep those active steps, um, that's when I actually saw change. And once you see change and you see the things that you're doing is causing change, it makes it easier to maintain um, and sustain um, what you're doing. And so, yeah. That's so good. I Like, there's this quote that I've heard before, like, uh, we give the devil too much credit sometimes. Too much credit. And the <laughs> devil's not doing, he's just even sitting laughing, like, look at your life in shambles. I ain't had to lift a finger. <laughs> and I'm still getting the credit. You know how happy he is? No, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. No, thank you. That's amazing. Um, I'm just going to move on. Abby, coming with the flames as well. Yep, yep. Uh, man, you were talking about um, the process, the process, you know, um, of just, I mean, you brought up the story of Abraham. You brought up all the just amazing references about the process. And, you know, there's some people that, um, that you know, who are learning to trust God, right, like you were speaking about, and they're in the beginning of the process. A lot of us, it's 2022, <laughs> you know, the first month of the year, we're trying to start a process to something greater. We're believing God for something, whether it's financially, school-wise, a job, whatever, but um, as you spoke about, like, for the people that are in the beginning of the process, like, in your situation, what did you do to kind of, like, you know, encourage your spirit, man, affirm yourself to kind of not waver from the faith aspect in the beginning of the process? Yeah, I, I think that's a really good question because whenever we talk about the process, we always just talk about, oh, wow, this happened at the end, and we're like, glory. Um, but I think at the beginning, it's really understanding that, like, learning to understand who God is and learning that, like, it's really not about me. Like, learning that, you know what, like, 
as much as I say, people, you should be self-aware as a Christian, you should be self-aware as, as a believer, but you also need to understand that, like, these are my limitations, and every time I'm limited here, I literally just put my focus on God, I just begin to look at him, and it's like, you know what, I've heard that they say God, he's Jaira, I've heard that he's Elroy, he's all of these amazing things, but what does that actually mean? Like, where does he say that in the Bible? Like, what does that actually mean? I'm being able to take that, I'm being able to, like, use that to just combat your flesh. Every time your flesh tries to rise up within you, you're like, you know what, that's cool, that's great. I know I'm probably not the best person, but here's who God is. Here is what he's, he said about me. Here's what he, he literally created the entire universe, and he has every single thing about my life literally planned out. And I think the second thing is also being, learning to be vulnerable in the secret place. I think a lot of people, whenever we're talking about praying or the secret place, that's why I was talking about being a, having a heartfelt prayer. It's not just about just like, Kabashino, Kaboshi, like you want to like scatter. Those are all great and fun, but prayer is really, <laughs> thank you, you have to cry. Like learning that, you know what, like God, I'm a broken vessel, but I know you still want to use me. Like learning that, you know what, like I don't know anything, but God, you know what, I'm going to put all of my resources in who you are. I'm being vulnerable in that place. And, and I said, now God is going to ask you to do some really, really hard things. But until you come to the end of yourself in the secret place, until you're allowing to just shine a light on those um, weaknesses, you're never, you're going to always keep having to just like fight in your own flesh. But being vulnerable and allowing God to see those things and allowing God to like allow you to see yourself and then you become, begin to understand what, what heartfelt prayer really means and that way you're able to not trust him more. That's really good. That's actually really good. Two things I got from what you're saying. The first thing is that even for us that are watching, we have to be in our word because the things that the devil's going to throw some things at us. There's some things that are going to come into our head, mind games, whatever. And like you were saying, we have to just not say uh, Elroy, Jaira. We have to literally know what, what we're means, saying, yeah. you know. Where is uh, it in the Bible? Where is it in the Bible? <laughs> Why are we using it? Because the thing is that... When Jesus was tempted, what did the devil try to do? He tried to use the word on him. Yeah. So the things that the devil knows the word, the enemy knows the word. We have to get in the word so we can use that. That's our sword. That's our sword. Um, another thing that you also said that I really, really, that I really, really like was about being vulnerable in the secret place. And with that, you know, there's this, there's this quote that someone says that uh, God can only bless who you really are. So whenever you come to the secret place, you cannot be coming as the clout guy, the uh, the three k, four k follower person that's on Instagram, the Insta model, this and this. You have to come as raw as you are, bonnet on, edges nowhere, crusty lips, ashy, whatever in spirit. Do whatever you gotta do. Get on your knees, <laughs> make do your whatever. knees. Do whatever. Yeah. Roll on the floor. Yeah. You know, because God can only bless, God can only help, God can only uh, account for the real person that you are in the secret place. You know, so I really appreciate that. Lastly, I'm going to go ahead and uh, go to you, Anu, um, in the center. God in the center, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I don't know, for me, I can be a, a control freak. Mm -hmm. And I know there's some control freaks that are out there. So as you're speaking about, you know, keeping God in the center, even the little things, mm -hmm. you know, for someone who is there, who's a control freak, who's watching, or someone that's kind of hard for them to let go of, you know, just, you know, the, or they just look past certain things because they think it's, they give themselves a lot of credit, right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, what steps did you take to get to the point that you realize that, okay, God, I need you in my, in the, in the little things, the big things, the mid things, everything, sleeping, wake, whatever it is. Um, that's actually a really good question. Uh, for me, I would say that, you know, keeping God at the center of things, as someone, 
I also know what it feels like to be a control freak because sometimes, you know, when things are not working, you want to find a solution right there, right now, that kind of thing. But, you know, one thing that happened to me personally was that the more I tried to find solutions, the more the problem just seemed to manifest the more. And every time I would try to find a solution, it was like I would just create a bigger problem. And that's when, you, that's when you have to realize that you're not the one that should be finding the solution. You should be going to God to look for the solution. That's, so that's, that's, that's how you're able to drop that control freak <laughs> attitude. Because you get to a point where you just need to know that, you know, God, please, I'm actually in your hands. I don't know if everyone, anyone has ever gotten to that point whereby you don't, know, you don't know what to do anymore. You're actually on the floor. You're weeping in tears because you don't have the answers and there are times that will come whereby you actually do not have the answers to the questions. But the thing, um, you know, but bringing it to, you know, not just God terms alone, but human terms is, you know, like Abby said earlier, is trusting God. You have to just trust God. You have to be a person. As a believer, you know, we talk about faith. And faith is the substance. It's a sub substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So the evidence of things that you have not yet seen. So you have to go back to your word and you have to know this is what God has said. And finally, I just want to tell every, you know, believer or person that's out there, it's you have to have a mentor. You have to have a spiritual mentor, someone that you can run to. Like Agosa was saying, friends that you can run, run to that will tell you the truth. Like, you know, sis, go and pray. I don't have that. You get, you get to the point. I don't have the answer to your problem. Go, go on your knees and pray. The answer will come. And, you know, just to use a personal example, there was a time whereby I was having this, you know, question this year, and I had a dream, and, you know, I didn't know the answer to what God was saying, but I prayed, and, you know, God, should I say, like, God told me what he wanted me to do, or God gave me the answer, but, you know, the Bible says that, he says, once have I spoken, twice have you heard. What happened was that somebody else came and confirmed the same word that God had just told me that day. And so that's what, that's, what, that's what you need to know. God's word never fades. Whatever he says, there is a confirmation attached to it. And there will be something in your life that comes for that will come and confirm what God has spoken about you. So that's what you just need to know. You just need to trust God. Have that trust in him and have that faith. That faith that what he said, he will do it. And what he started, he will finish it. That's all. That's so good. That's so good. That's so good. I love what you said there. I love what you said about, you know, um, you kind of, like you said, you kind of tied in what she was saying. And then also talked about mentorship as well. You know, guys, find somebody that is submitted to God. You know, um, not someone that you'll go to and then they'll give you all types of practical answers. The, the reality and what they all said was basically just realizing that there gets to a point that as humans, we cannot do it. <laughs> we cannot do all these things on our own. We have to literally just look up to God and say, bro, this is above me. Do what you got to do. You, you said that this was, that you're going to do this in my life. You said this is my purpose. You said this, God, just, just do it. And you want people around you that will actually have the same answer as well. When you come to them, they'll commit you into prayer, but also they'll let you know that, hey, realistically, it's above you. Go and pray. Go to your secret place. Go do what you got to do. So I love what, all of you said, can we just, I just want to, <laughs> you want to say something? Go ahead. And also, I think a good question that I think you need to ask yourself is, if you're not looking up to God, who are you looking at? 
That's a message. That's a message. That's a message. Emeka Yeni. That might be a message we gotta preach about. What are you looking up to? <laughs> That's a word. <laughs> That's a word. That's a word. And, and and just just to continue that as well, guys, keeping God first is not just a 2021 thing. It's a lifestyle, you know. It's a lifestyle that takes faith, that takes trust, that takes putting him in the center, that takes accountability, personal responsibility. And even in 2022, even as you have a new, maybe a new vision for your life, a new word of the year, remember, keep God first. Keep God first in this year. It's still January, guys, but you know the year flies. So start it, be strict with yourself now. And the little things, the big things, keep God first. And Anu, I'm going to put you on the spot. I want you to just go ahead and close us. And also just give us, give us a word for the, just give us an encouragement for the year. An encouragement for the year and then close us out. <laughs> Um, an encouragement for the year is, you know, like we already said, putting God first. It's not just in the talking about it, but it's in the doing, in the action part of it, you know. Stick close to your community. The gap, we hear our community. We say the truth. We say it in love. And we say it in freedom. So over here, you know, stick close to your friends, you know. Talk to people around you. Study the word of God. Please study the word of God. Stop, stop like Abby said, stop saying the word. Know what it means. Y'all need to stop saying Jehovah and not even knowing what Jehovah means. Please study the word of God and know what it means exactly, you know. And because when you know where, what the word means, that's the only time you can apply it properly. So I just hope that this year will be an abundance of blessings to you and your family. The joy of the Lord will never depart from your household. And the peace of the Lord will sustain you in this year and many, many, many more years to come. And I pray that at the end of this year, your testimony will be far more greater than last year in the mighty name of Jesus. And everything you lay your hands on, it will come out in prosperity in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Anu. God bless you. Go out in this week and be God-fillers. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.